Welcome to the Columbia Business School Ideas at Work podcast. In this edition, Professor Brett Gordon discusses how the elimination of the Electoral College could shift spending on political advertising for presidential campaigns. This podcast is an excerpt from a talk at the conference, Business and Politics, Which Drives Which, co-hosted earlier this year by the Bernstein Center at Columbia Business School and Columbia University's Institute for Social and Economic Research. If we had to think about electoral designs, how do we design an election contest? Is there a way to make the election outcome less sensitive to the advertising? Um, that's a very good question, a very hard question that Bruce posed to me last night. <laughs> and I, didn't, I couldn't think of a good answer in time, but it did, raise, it did follow very naturally into the two questions we do consider. Uh, and that is first to get an understanding of how exactly candidates are influenced by the Electoral College in the current system. And then suppose you could look at some alternative world where we had another system of voting. How would, what would be different? How would candidates advertise differently? How would voters behave differently? And what would the election be? What would the outcome be? So one, uh, in the current system, the major thing to realize, and I'm, and I'm sure this is not kind of a surprise to any of you, is that we have this winner-take-all uh, kind of style of a contest in the Electoral College where it's winner-take-all for every state. And for, for those of us who live in New York, uh, I think we often kind of forget the barrage of, of advertising sorry, that uh, occurs during many election cycles because we simply aren't exposed to many, uh, much political advertising for presidential, general presidential campaigns. Uh, and that's, that is the case. So the candidates focus very intently on these battleground states, which have shifting identities from election cycle to election cycle. But in general, they represent about one-third of the population, and they get well over 90% of the election spending in those one-third of the population states. This means that we are minimizing the role of the voters in really the two-thirds of the rest of the country. And this is evidenced by the fact that even controlling for many, many factors, there's lower turnout in non-battleground states, perhaps because candidate uh, voters are just less a part of or aware of the election process. And if you believe, and this is a, maybe a, this is a fair open question, uh, to the extent that there is content, uh, informative content in the political ads, you might also worry that the uh, voters are less informed in these non-battleground states about making their decision. One nice thing about the a direct popular election is that all states become in play. There are no, there's no more of this winner-take-all rule for any given state. Okay? And there's also a good amount of popular support for this. Uh, so a majority, a large majority of Americans have supported this in a number of polls. And there has been this national popular vote bill that has gained some, some momentum. I think I even saw an ad for it during one of the last presidential debates. Uh, and this leads to a simple question of, you know, if we had a direct national vote, would this result in some more equal distribution of advertising? And kind of also quantitatively, uh, what would actually happen? Would there be more or less spending? And if so, if, if a change, how much of a change? Uh, would there be higher voter turnout or not? And how much higher if it were? So we developed a model, and I'm, I'm skipping over really three to four years of my life here, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> and summarizing it for you beautifully in just a few slides, but uh, we developed a model where we wanted to allow candidates to strategically interact with one another in a general, camp, general election, where they are going to think about how the other candidate's going to respond to some increased amount of advertising simultaneously across all, or a, I should say a large portion of the markets in the United States. 
and we first fit that model to data that we observed, and then we changed the model and said, well, suppose instead of playing by the old rules, they play by this direct popular vote rule. What would have happened? What if this was the case? To learn more about Professor Gordon's research, visit www.gsb.columbia.edu backslash ideas at work. Thank you for listening to the Columbia Business School Ideas at Work podcast.